and welcome back to Hiring Advantage. I'm Chrissy, so a little bit different for our episodes. No guests and no really focusing on one top topic. Why well, I wanted to sort of cover off my background and then have a bit of fun with it, right? So the episode is 12 key takeaways from 12 years in recruitment. So look, I, recruitment is a really interesting job. I think any job where you're constantly meeting people I'm asking about people and it's a a certain job where you need quite a bit of confidence because you are meeting people all the time, you're asking them questions, you're running interviews and then you're quite often, there's a lot of sales involved in recruitment, there was in the early part of my career anyway, so it's quite a diverse skill set. It's emotional intelligence and soft skills for the most part. Mostly when you meet recruiters, they're they're usually pretty chatty. (laughs) They'll chat to you about their jobs all day and I can talk to you a little bit about my history and recruitment. Before we jump into that, I did want to let you know what was going on this week. So, very excited that the hiring playbook, so my beat around for program aimed at you, small business women, has launched. So doors are open starting this week, the 27th of June. And they're going to close on Friday, which is the 1st of July. It's not a long open cart just because I'm only taking five women into the program. And this is to really test it out. So I have literally poured my heart and soul into this program and really put a lot of my knowledge from 12 years of recruitment into this program to build you an end-to-end process for you to follow, to hire successfully. So a gap in the market for small business owners who want to hire their first employee, that it's quite overwhelming and it's everything from really understanding what the requirement you have is to design a role, to hit up fair work, to understanding what legislation, what awards that you have to follow, to writing job adverts, advertising, shortlisting, screening, making offers, interviewing, bringing someone on board, there's just so much and there's a reason it's a whole industry. It's because it, there are a lot of steps in the process and having someone oversee that is really, really helpful. So I've created this program to basically give you a process that you can put into your business and use over and over again, but to be there to support you along the journey with any questions that you might have, to be a cheerleader and for you to sample things off, I can check over your job adverts. It's gonna be amazing. I'll add a link in the bio. This this episode comes out on Thursday and the doors close on Friday. There is also a cheeky discount for podcast listeners because I love you guys. Anyone who listens to my podcast, it means so much. It's, it's pretty new and it's growing, but podcasting is an absolute dream come true for me. And I love having a chat with my audience about all things hiring and I'm here for you guys. So take a look at that program hit me up in the dms on instagram or if you've got any questions please ask away i would love to have some of the podcast audience in that program so just to set the scene for you in terms of recruitment so i um obviously a pom i came to australia and i started a job in recruitment in 2010 after being a backpacker i li- <laughs> i literally taught my way into a job in recruitment uh, I think I went to an interview and someone said, oh, you'd be a good recruiter. And then I was like, right, that's how I'm going to stay in Australia. <laughs> I'm going to become a recruiter. I had actually thought about 
going into recruitment uh, I did a degree in sociology which is unless you kind of go into criminology and the criminal justice system there's not or social work and you do further studies there's not a clear career path for that skill set so someone had mentioned recruitment to me and I, I really like the idea you know interviews I love <laughs> which is really strange but I really love interviews I love attending interviews I love that feeling of being put on the spot it's really weird but I do <laughs> I love that feeling of being put on the spot and being asked questions and not knowing what's going to come up and the planning and preparing for interviews and I'm, I'm meeting people and that sort of matchmaker theme so so anyway I, I went in I talked my way into this job in recruitment they sponsored me so I was a pommy backpacker I was literally living in a hostel when I got my job so I had to get dressed every morning in a hostel in a full suit full makeup in this like grimy hostel in a dorm and go in and then smash the phone all day and and this was this was Perth mine and boom on George Street right in the city um, and I was going to like some of the biggest fanciest mining companies and legal offices and I was recruiting office support so I was recruiting their personal assistants and admin and I, I did that for four years and then I went internal recruitment and then since then I've gone to more senior roles in strategy and planning of hiring processes and big teams in financial services over in Sydney. So that sets a little bit of a scene. I, but what we're going to talk through today is 12 big takeaways from my time in recruitment that I think people can apply absolutely to their small business. I, so number one of 12 is strategy always so we talk about strategy in small business it's such a buzzword but really when it comes to hiring I want you to have a strategy around this so in the hiring playbook program which I mentioned we have a whole section on strategy and I break up into four pieces so number one being your long-term strategy Number two, being your role. So you should always have your role in your business front of mind. Number three is your per role strategy. So every time you go out to hire, what your plan is. And number four is your finances. So resource forecasting. So your number one, number four sort of go together. You always wanna be thinking about your long-term strategy and the direction you want your business to go in. You want to be across your finances, of course, so you know money in versus money coming out and when you're in a position to hire and how that new person is going to essentially add to your profit. And then you, you're going to make a plan every time you hire. Again, I, I walk you through this in the program um, and I talk about this on Instagram all the time, but planning your time essentially. And then your role. Your role is so central. You work really hard in your business. We want you to do a role that you want to do. So number two is champagne and razor blades. Recruitment, for me, it's the biggest highs and the biggest lows. So when you meet your dream applicant and they love you, they love the role, they're all over it, you love them, they're a match made in heaven, you do an interview, it's a dream, you offer it and they accept and that is absolute champagne. Razor blades is when you go through a whole recruitment process and get all the, all the way to the end and make an offer and someone accepts it and then they pull out. <laughs> or, you know, you hire someone on the first day, it just doesn't work out, something happens. You're dealing with people, people do unpredictable things. It's massive highs and massive lows. So in recruitment, we call that champagne and razor blades. But trust me, the highs are so high <laughs> uh, that it makes, it makes up for it. 
Number three is never burn your bridges. So particularly in recruitment and Australia in general and small business, it's such a small world and your reputation is everything. So you can go all the way through a recruitment process and there'll be someone who doesn't make it, but you always treat, always, always treat them with kindness. Always do what you say you're going to do and go back to them. And you don't really say goodbye to anyone anymore, right? With social media, LinkedIn, Instagram. Treat people as you want to be remembered because you'll bump into them again at some point. And yes, the person that you're interviewing today might be too junior for your job, but they, they're going to be a client one day or they're going to be someone you need to have a relationship with. So it's something we should be doing in small business anyway, but never burn, burn your bridges and particularly in recruitment. Number four is interviews. So preparation every time. I will absolutely dive into this in more detail another time. If you put yourself in your applicant's shoes, they will always prepare for an interview to some extent. So for one, they've read your job advert, they've put an application in, they've probably had a conversation with you, and then they're gonna go back, read over the job description, they're gonna prep, they're gonna go through their resume, they're gonna make an effort with their appearance to rock up to your interview. They put the effort in, as a business owner running an interview, you need to do the same. Plus, have you ever been to an interview with someone who is interviewing you and they clearly just don't know what they're doing? It stays with you and it, as an applicant, it can really knock your confidence. So don't be that person. Be representative of the amazing brand that you are and prepare for your interviews every time. Number five, Learn what nerves look like in an interview. So I had a great guest pod with the Elegance Advisor, so Taylor, and she talks about the physical signs of nervousness. So there's the obvious ones, like they look a bit flushed, they're sweating, they're stammering over their words. But the other ones that are really interesting, this took me a while when I was in recruitment to read that body language, is people can just seem a little bit rude and a little bit standoffish. It's it's generally nerves. So if someone's body language is really off, just ask them, ask them if they're nervous and then get them a glass of water and just give them a bit of time to warm up. But learning that body language for nerves is, is really valuable. Number six is always have a backup. So it is very tempting if you, when you're interviewing, you find an applicant and they are perfect. They're exactly what you, you know, had in mind. You speak to them and they're great and you go really gung-ho into it and you start to visualize them in your business, at their desk, on Zoom calls with them, in meetings with them, don't put your eggs in one basket. That's my advice. So yes, you know, you can have someone who you think is the standout. Always, always interview more than one person. Look, if you only get one applicant through, there's not much you can do about that. And if you like them, go ahead and steamroller ahead with your favorite person, but don't let other people down keep them in the loop, absolutely have a backup. I'm always a believer that you should be interviewing at least three people for a job, sort of three to four. Uh, You want to have a backup. Number seven, people are people. They have lives. So yes, I think especially as more business owners, we are really into our businesses. They're such a huge part of our lives. But if someone's applying to your job, that might not be them. And there's nothing wrong with that. We absolutely need some people in our business who just want to go to work, work hard, and then go home. Not everyone is a business owner. Not everyone is entrepreneurial. Not everyone spends time in their business doing work because they are obsessed with it. It's it's totally cool 
to have people who just want to do the work, work hard and go home. And if anything, I think it's a huge uh, bonus. I always call it a plodder. I love a plotter. I think you need a mix of a mix of personalities in your team, but good, solid, reliable, dependable people that they're, they're really, really valuable assets. Not everyone needs to be climbing the ladder. Number eight, once you get started, keep going. So once that advert is up, you're committed to that process. So keep going. You need to close the loops with your hiring process. Obviously, there's going to be certain scenarios where things happen and you and they can't be avoided. But once you get your advert up, you need to plan your time and you need to deal with those obligations in a timely manner and close out those recruitment loops. That leads quite nicely into number nine. Do what you say you are going to do when you say you are going to do it. Make your diary work for you here. Hiring Playbook program, I actually have a time frame. So I work on most of my roles with my clients on a two week calendar from the point the advert goes up that we have a final shortlist by two weeks. Sometimes it will it will go a little bit longer, but we'll have a decent shortlist by the two weeks and I will set applicants expectations and I will set the client's expectations for a review. Once you're on that horse, you go. So you get your advert up, you screen, you get your shortlist together and you get back to people. It's hugely detrimental to your reputation if you say you're gonna do something and then you don't. So that's why it's really valuable to plan your time. I've got a, a very visual calendar of do this on this date, this on this date, and it actually means that you spend so little time on your recruitment and you do it really efficiently. It's something that I teach, but once you start, keep going and do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. So get back to people, block the time in your diary, be accountable to the things that you say, to your applicants, your colleagues, and to to yourself. Don't let yourself down. You've done the work. You need to see it through. Number 10, it is a small world. (laughs) Yes, it's a very small world in small business, and it is a very small world in recruitment. You are going to bump into people again. You are going to have like awkward conversations. Hold your head up high. Be yourself. If you make a mistake, that's totally fine. You're likely going to bump into some of these people again, right? A reputation is everything, especially online. I think if you can make someone feel really special when you have a difficult conversation with them where you let them down, it's just a huge testament to your amazing reputation your amazing brand number 11 recruiters have really good stories (laughs) because recruiters you meet so many people you're you know you're in interesting scenarios with them like interviews where you're having a chat like i've literally interviewed jamie oliver's executive assistant really really good stories jamie oliver actually came across as very nice (laughs) But I've interviewed executive assistants of very senior, well-known business people. Great stories. I met an EA once and she managed a very, very senior guy. He was in the stock market, very senior. And he literally had like three, a wife and two girlfriends. And her job, she was one of, I think, three executive assistants. And her job was basically to coordinate his diary to make sure the other women didn't find out about each other. So (laughs) I think she did that for about a year. She zoned them in different places. 
And then after a year, the emotional toll took a, took a hold of her. But she had great stories. But you meet all sorts of interesting people. I've had people clearly rock up from a, a bender to their interviews, really inappropriately dressed. I've had lots of fun things happen. And then when you work in recruitment agencies, and I was, bear in mind, I was working in recruitment in agency in circa 2010 in Perth in the mining boom. Oh, it was a wolf of Wall Street or wolf of wolf of George Street. <laughs> lots of parties, lots of fun, lots of stories and lots of secrets. And then the last one, number 12, is I think keep it simple. So particularly a good example of this is when you're writing job adverts. Don't go crazy with acronyms. Don't go into loads of abbreviations. You want anyone to be able to understand and read your job adverts. And the same with your interviews. When you're going into information about your company, keep it simple. Don't go really, really detailed. Just make it easy for people to digest. No one's going to complain that something was too simple for them to understand. So it's a great tip. I hope you loved this episode. It was felt very chilled, real little chit chat but let me know what your biggest one of your 12 takeaways was. Uh, please do check out the Hiring Playbook in links are in my bio and I would absolutely love to have you in the discount code in the show notes. Take care, until next time.